Listener Production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, Belle and I were sitting in the kitchen just the other day. Suddenly we heard a, a boom, boom, bit of a clomp, clomp. Yeah. On the front deck, we thought, oh my gosh, it must be a possum. Mm. It was late at night, but it was a little, it was a little, uh, you know, 9 p.m. delivery driver mm. just dropping the parcel off. That seems what? late, isn't it? Yeah. That's way too late. I know. I was away last week. My dad is staying at my place, and I said, there's a parcel coming today. He goes, what time? I'm like, any, da- any time between 9 and 5. Mm. Um, so he stayed at the house all day. I get the email, sorry, we missed you. It's at the post office. And he was there the whole time. I was like, what are these people doing? <laughs> well, this guy was running very late, I'll tell you that much. He's doing the night shift, just dropping parcels off. I guess coming up to Christmas time, maybe mm. things are getting a little bit hectic around the delivery warehouse. And speaking of Christmas, Alex Dyson, uh, we should probably maybe warn you, listening, that if you have uh, if you have any younger people here, we are going to be delving into uh, the realness of Christmas, if you will, popping a few whimsical bubbles. Yeah, um, we just we might be world, getting Matt. yeah the magic. We we don't want to ruin magic. So, uh, yeah, just just maybe glide over this first little seggy, hey? And stick with us for what is undoubtedly the most mind-blowing, mind-blown that you will ever hear. Uh, you will not believe how in- amazed Alex and Bron were by my uh, fact this week. So... Stay tuned. Yeah, a good warning at the start. Um, don't listen for young or old people. <laughs> no. no, listen, listen uh, to all of it. It's all fun. <laughs> turn it up. Turn it loud. That's it. And enjoy Matt- another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Bro, last week at Kindy was absolutely hectic. <laughs> Dude, I told you. You've got to not try things from movies, all right? Billy Madison is not a documentary. (laughs) In real life, you should not be going back and completing a week at every year level, all right? No, no, no. I don't know how the school allowed this. No, I'm serious. To to let you back in there, but please. It's the end of the year, and so they were having, they had like a party every single day at Sophia's Kindy. Right, as they're wrapping up, leading I up to graduation. The school is on the Gold Coast with the hardest Bro, party is. They have nothing on the on on the Gold Coast, mate. There was a rainbow disco oh, on boy. the Monday. There was the Christmas party. Then on the Thursday, Sophia doesn't even usually go on a Thursday, but they invited her in because she's such a fan of Frozen and bloody Elsa and Mirabella from wow. Encanto were visiting the centre. <laughs> so suddenly, Sophia's all dressed up. As Elsa, ready to go and meet Elsa what? at her kindy. I mean, that's huge. It's as big as um, Atlanta uh, Olympics silver medalist cyclist Michelle Ferris visiting Jamison Street Primary School Warrnambool with a medal. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> what? I've got a silver medal at the Olympics? I was like, Michelle, that's crazy. <laughs> You've done very well for yourself and you've made Warnable proud. Can we touch it? Did you touch it? Did you touch the medal? Yeah. Just hold it around like the fabric on the thing is like, they don't skimp on the fabric when it comes to yeah. the Olympic medals, do they? <laughs> no. Which Olympians visited your school? Matt and Alex, uh, get in touch. Well, Elsa was visiting, um, yeah, 
Sophia's kindy and everyone would know that this is quite a magical person. Like Indeed. probably the most magical person that Sophia's ever met. And hey, um, you did magic when you were growing but, up. But look, anyways, I do still have the drawer at home. Um, the magic, magic drawer. drawer. Yeah. A few tricks packed into there. Don't worry about that. Um, and, yeah, you uh, should really let the rabbit out of there though, man. <laughs> <laughs> it does not smell good. I'll tell you that much. He's taking a very long nap. <laughs> Um, but Belinda was like, Matt, you got to get there early. Like, make sure you get there on time, you know, so that when Elsa and um, Mirabello, 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 um, you know, when they like come out and appear, that's, you know, it's going to be Mirabelle. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting. But I didn't end up getting there in time, did I? You late. No, I got there five minutes late. Or mm. I got there, I, you know, I should have been there before the start of the, of the event and instead I got there right on the event. And so I got there walking into kindy as right as bloody Elsa and Mirabelle are checking in to the kindergarten. What? And it's the iPads most... you got to type your name <laughs> yes, into. Yes, and it's <laughs> the most unmagical introduction. I'm like, look, Sophia, it's Elsa. She's currently... Typing her name into the system to make sure that she is registered. Nice. And just having to, like, having to explain mm. that the magic... Well, know, at least you didn't walk out the back and Elsa's sitting, you know, behind the sort of bins <laughs> smoking a durry or something like that. It was like what? Durry to Lisa was probably actually having... <laughs> probably a step, step worse than that. What, frozen? No, a bit of ice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God. But I don't know. Sophia's still in that sort of spot, in that sort of midway where I don't know whether she understands that magic... I don't know what I don't know what she actually thinks as to be real or not real. Actually, like, could I just throw in a talk back? I want you to keep yeah. telling the story, but when have you seen mascots or, like, people in costume doing, like, <laughs> not on, on the job? Like, <laughs> yeah. Were... Well, I was going to ask the talk back, when have you discovered the magic wasn't real. Like, when when has the magic been ruined? Yeah, got you. I caught a, um, a taxi to the airport with the two, with the bananas in pyjamas out of costume <laughs> one time. Because <laughs> the ABC did a, like, they do a thing in Canberra, like, once a year, and you're like, oh, there's the shows that are on, and here's some ABC personalities, go and meet the politicians. And the bananas were there, and I'm out the back room, they took the heads off, like, phew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been to this for? Like, oh, a few years now, yep. yeah. You want to split a cab to the airport? Yeah, sure, boys. <laughs> Do you know what? Did they, nice look, the, did they look the same no, underneath the no, costume? No, no, no. That was very surprising. <laughs> I kind of thought that they'd be like, it's only a job that can be done by identical twins. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Actually, it's not. <laughs> not once in their head did someone say, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Not once did they say that. <laughs> I think I am B2. I mean, I took Sophia to the circus and I was kind of, I think she's in this world, she's in this game where she doesn't know what's, like, what's magic and what's not and what should be magical mm. and what shouldn't be magical. So, like, uh, the, as the climax of the circus show, streamers burst out into the crowd, right, from the mm. stage, from a big streamer popper that the clown was holding. And then the the guy, so the circus show was Wolfgang's Magical Musical Circus. And as the final part of the performance, this guy puts a chair on the stage, 
He then puts four champagne bottles on the chair, mm. right? On each corner of the chair's sort of seating surface. Mm-hmm. He then balances another chair on top of the four bottles. So there's one leg on each bottle okay. of the chair. Then he gets another chair and tilts it to the side. So only two of its legs are touching the, the bottom surface of the mm. of the seating surface of the of the elevator chair. Triple stack. Then he gets yep. then he gets another chair. It's tilted the other way. Damn. And he tilts it on the top. We're talking like four chairs stacked on top of wine bottles. <laughs> he then climbs up to them and does a handstand on top of it. That's impressive. Everyone is going, oh my god. Oh my, oh, kids are going, whoa, oh, squealing. Everyone's cheering, clapping. The whole time, Sophia is looking at the roof and going, there's a streamer stuck up there. <laughs> We're like, Sophia, no, don't, who cares about the streamer, man? This guy is balancing on yeah. four chairs. And she just kept going, but the streamer. <laughs> and she could see this dude. And I'm like... I was trying to like figure out what was going on, and a friend of mine was like, "Well, maybe she's in that she's in that stage where like everything is kind of magic, right? You know, like she, getting stuck. You know, up like there, yeah. Elsa turned up to her kindy. Like yeah. Elsa's at her kindy. Why does she? She doesn't know Elsa doesn't go around all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is just life. When she walks to a shopping center, the doors magically open by themselves. Like that's. Do you know what I mean? Like, what everywhere I mean, is magic. Yeah, if we were alive the first time that <laughs> happens, that would have been so sick. Like, I can what? watch stuff on my phone. I can, like, mm. call people from my phone. That's... Yeah, kids get on FaceTime was... with grandparents now and they're like, yeah, whatever, that's just what happens. Like, no, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> we just flew through the air, man, to get to this other city. We're flying. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but but she, uh, so I think when she like sees Elsa checking in, I'm like, oh, the magic's ruined, and she's just probably just like, oh no, Elsa need everyone needs to check in, <laughs> <laughs> including the Disney Disney princesses. That's just how you do it. So we did ask you when have you discovered that the magic wasn't real, and um, Mel said my kids found out yesterday when Elf on the Shelf didn't move. Wait, what is Elf on the Shelf? Because I've only seen the memes like. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf, and then this is, you know, Matt with a cat or whatever. Well, Elf on the Shelf has been up to some serious mischief in our house. You should have seen Elf on the Shelf yeah. w- waking up watching TV in the middle of the night surrounded in, uh, but with little pieces of cereal it had obviously been snacking on. What's, what's the deal with Elf on the Shelf, though? Oh, I woke up yesterday and had stolen one of <laughs> Sophia's candy canes and was sitting on a windowsill. Woke up this morning, Elf on the Shelf had got tucked into Sophia's jewellery box. What is Elf on the Shelf? This is a little doll. It's a little elf. Um, and he gets up to no good. And, and so he ends up so on, what, in different places. what happens places. is parents move the elf overnight and the kids yes. wake up and go, oh, Elf on the Shelf has been doing X, Y, Z. Yes, and he's always up to little different weird little things. But never very nice cute things, always stuff mischief. For a, get, get very cute stuff for a four-year-old. i got to tell you, Sophia absolutely loves it every morning. Aw, that is so, nice. um, So, yeah, no, she But he never gets up and, like, puts his toys away or something like that. <laughs> no, it's, it's always never doing good makes stuff. a mess. It's creating That's more it. work for mum and dad, yes. <laughs> Elf on the Shelf essentially... In 20 days' time, you're like, what the hell can Elf on the Shelf be doing now? Oh, yeah. my God. It is like, you know, the later series of The Simpsons. It's like, we've done everything. What <laughs> the, the, what possible storylines can we concoct yeah. now? Um, Holly got in touch, said, when I lost a tooth, didn't tell my parents, 
and the tooth fairy didn't show up. Gutted. Damn. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you really do always have to tell the parentals, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Also, stealth work, Holly, by just losing teeth and not telling people. Maybe, did Tolly not smile that whole day? Oh, I know. Um, that's yeah, that's good work. And Andy said, in primary school, when Healthy Harold came to town in his van, my friend claimed to have looked under the caravan and saw Harold's private parts. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so they reckon in his okay, world, wait, no, the no. giraffe neck went down and sticking out the bottom of the trailer was a nude giraffe with... Visible genitalia. Just a, a, a man, just a man, like the dude who is doing it just bits out. No, he said in the brackets, Andy says he was lying, but no one knew that at the time. <laughs> the word spread across the school and the teachers freaked out and had to do a snap assembly to say Harold was just a puppet. Oh, the preps and year ones were devo. No, so you're right. He did think it was a giraffe's... Yeah, like an actual, the giraffe's not a puppet. It was like the full giraffe coming out the bottom (laughs) of the the van. (laughs) So they have to explain that it's... (laughs) The puppet. Damn. (laughs) I'm going to look up giraffe bits now. Another added to the list of things Matt's Googled at work that he shouldn't have. (laughs) I think we better leave that there. On with the show. Matt O'Kine, have you seen the movie Madagascar? Bro, I have not seen it in full. I um, I was waiting for Child before I decided to watch that one. So you haven't shown it to Sophia yet? Nah, I haven't. From what I understand, Madagascar is about um, animals escaping the zoo, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I think so. Well, Madagascar happened in real life with an Australian connection <gasps> what this week. Did you see? No. Oh, I first saw the footage of a, of a kangaroo absolutely high-tailing it down a road. Um, and it was in Canada because this kangaroo was en route to a zoo in Quebec when it jumped over its handlers and escaped oh in what was goodness. supposed to be a brief rest stop at the uh, Oshawa Zoo in Canada. It leapt free of its handlers and it just cut and run down the road. The actual escape wasn't the most dramatic part of jumping over the road. Like, I'm thinking free willy. I wonder if there was someone under the kangaroo, like, holding their hand up going, yeah, <laughs> as this kangaroo leaps over the hand of handlers and gets off. No, the, the headline of the article is actually, escaped kangaroo punches police officer in the face before Oshawa capture. So they tracked it down. It didn't go, it didn't go down without a fight. It kept swinging. Oh, my God. Just like it'd been out on the town or something, just absolutely flailing. I remember remember that video of the kangaroo that jumps on the car while Richard Kingsmiller's playing? Yeah, yeah. On the radio. It's become a new meme. They've got a, you, you can put yourself sitting next to a kangaroo in the driver's seat. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's pretty good. So it escaped. The police tracked it down near this property and kept their eyes on it before they could pick it up. They're watching it for about four hours. In the meantime, the officers got in touch with the kangaroo's handlers and on their advice, the handlers said, we actually just grab it by the tail. So they went and got it, and it's, one of them got punched in the face trying to do that. You grab it by the tail. And that's how you get it. According to this article, this article is a CBC, I guess the Canada Broadcasting Company. Don't they, don't they lean on their tail and then kick you? They can do that, yeah, definitely. Man, have you seen how jacked some of these kangaroos are? Have you oh, seen the bro. memes with the absolutely... 
I don't know what sort of powder they're on. <laughs> I do not know what sort of creatine they're hitting every morning. Steroids. Steroids. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. <laughs> Kanga steroids. Steroids. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, it is quite a remarkable story. And as always, Matt and Alex have been able to secure the animal interview that all, oh, no, no. all news outlets. Oh, what? No! Are fighting over. We've managed to get it. We have the kangaroo oh on the line live from Canada here. The fugitive roo. Hello to you. Oh, g'day. How's it going, man? Come on. Come on. I'll go yeah. Let's go, bro. Now, come on. Uh, no, come on. Bring Roo, it back. Bring it. What's your name? Sorry. Just a little bit of one, two. Hey? A little bit of chin music. Whack, whack. Oh, hey, how how do you like to be referred to? Uh, Kanga, f*** you. That's how I like to. That's how I like to be recorded, mate. Kept calling me Skippy, bro. Oh, they kept calling me Skippy. Mm. Yeah. And I said, oh, you want to skip something? How about you skip a few minutes, eh? Hey? Lights out. Oos, bro. Oos. Yeah. Now, you managed to escape. You were, you were yeah. missing for a few hours. What did you get yeah. up to in this time in, in Canada whilst you were uh, out of captivity? Hit the gym. Uh, it was arm day, leg day, tail day, and pouch day. Uh, just working out that little one. Yeah, yeah, because you suckers, you suckers. I see some of you walking around with bum bags. Bro, I got born with one. You know? Kangaroo's the original the ori- Eshe. <laughs> the original bum bag, bro. It was, it was, let's go. That's it. Well, you're heading now to the Ottawa Zoo. Um, do you think the saga is over? Do you reckon you're going to try and escape again? I tell you what, mate. I reckon you ought to ask yourself whether you want to stick around me any longer. Us, us, mate, you're out. Clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was you, if you was you, I'd wallow be afraid, bro. I'd be very <laughs> afraid. All right. Oh, I'd be well, Walla Berry, very be afraid. Well, thank you for joining us, Fugitive Roo. Joining us there live from Canada. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's move on with the show. <laughs> Yes, it's the time of the week. Matt O'Kine brings in a fact that is going to blow our mind. And usually, I don't know what it is, but I just saw this little page that says what you're going to tell me, Matt. And I am so excited because I saw this fact during the week and I was going to send it to you. <laughs> Wait, you know the fact that I'm going to tell you? Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's just the listener's fact. That's not Matt's. Oh, so that's the listener's fact. All right. Well, yes. I don't know about yours, Matt. You could still be giving us a mild groan, but I could guarantee you now the listener's fact will be getting a mind blown. Well, now that's exciting, but do you know what happened during the weekend that that actually blew my mind? And I don't know whether I get the feeling this is not going to get the result that I wanted. Mm. I fell into a sort of a um, a disaster hole on YouTube where I was looking at sort of, you know, stuff that had happened to people that wasn't necessarily good. Uh, there was a caver in 2009 who got stuck in this cave, the Nutty Putty Cave. His name was John Jones, and it was a really sort of traumatic death in which he was stuck upside down and rescues couldn't save him and stuff. And it was really interesting, but I was like, but I was, I, I was like, oh, that sort of feels a bit morbid to be a fact. Yeah, lucky you didn't mention um, it then. Well... <laughs> No, but it's a really interesting story. It's an incredible story if you yeah, ever want to read it. it's devastating, though. 
Yeah, yes, exactly. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that as a yeah, fact. Phew. Bullet dodge there. <laughs> Everyone's still feeling happy now that no. they don't know a man got stuck in a cave and died. Well, then then I was thinking about, um, then I saw a fact about um, a, a woman called 9/11? Joan. 9-11? No, no oh, okay. a woman called Joan Murray. That's not what you can't No, I just thought you'd be bringing other really Look, heartwarming facts to the table. Okay, well, then there was there was an American skydiver called Joan Murray whose chute uh, failed to open on time. She free fell from a height of 700 oh. feet. Um, you, but uh, the, one of the reasons why people believe that she survived when so she, she landed, survived. she did survive, yes, okay. is because she landed in a mound of fire ants and they, scientists believe, or doctors believe, that the, se- the venomous stings that she received from these venomous ants... No, 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 no. Are we talking about a human being or wily coyote here? <laughs> what, <laughs> this is what serious. Are, we, are you and for the, real? Yeah, co- and the, the, the stings cause an adrenaline rush to keep her heart beating long enough for doctors to assist, okay? So that, that <laughs> was one story. And we actually, we remember we spoke to Emma Carey. Yeah. Incredible survivor of a very similar situation, tandem skydiving. Wrote a book, book, The, the Girl who flew, um, flew from the, tr- uh, fl- dropped, fell from the sky. Fell you from read the sky. it. It's it's powerful, amazing, and incredible story um, of survival in similar circumstances. Um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, could we could we? Is that a fact? I mean, it is an interesting fact as well that the ants thing. But then, do you know what really blew my mind this week was when I was sitting in Sophia's daycare watching the. Uh, Children Elsa. get attacked by fire ants. No, the, no the, the Elsa, the the person who remember how I said that uh, Elsa visited her daycare, yes, center. While Elsa was visiting the kids, um, she played some games with them. And Elsa was um, is American. Uh, she had an American accent, and she wanted to say she wanted the kids to play pass the parcel, but of course with an American accent. This is my fact. Americans say. Pass the parcel instead of pass the parcel. Don't you reckon that's weird? Like that blew my mind. Uh, mild. Mild. No. Wrong. No, but I, was, I so couldn't believe on, it. I, it. Can we just recap the last three minutes here? Yeah. You come sorry, on, tell us on. about a guy who got trapped upside down in a cave and died. I implore people to read the story. It's really interesting. And the, and the, the, then the lady the, who... The, the rescue systems that were wrong, went wrong. Skydiving, her chute didn't open and she landed on a mound of fire ants. Yeah, which was quite an incredible story of survival. And your mind-blowing fact is Americans say, pass the parcel. I just feel like they're missing out on pass the parcel, like the rhyming nature of that thing. But they would not know any difference. So they would just think that pass the parcel is the right way to do it. But really, I mean, we all know that pass the parcel is like the, the whole point of it is that it sounds the same. You can also send us your own mind-blowing facts here. I mean, uh, Matt.and.alex. I, <laughs> I just thought it was so, a little bit so that interesting. Jeez. So that uh, we can have our actual minds blown. And this week, as I mentioned, is a ripper. Cat sent it in. Let's have a listen. I have a mind blown for Matt. If the world competed one-on-one with each other, the winner would only have to win 33 times. So from 8 billion people, there's 4 billion winners, then 2 billion, 1 billion. 33 rounds gives you the ultimate world champion. Mind blown. 
Oh, my God. That is genuinely mind-blowing. Yeah, I was going to send it to you. I wish I did. <laughs> Kat, there's a, the tweet uh, went pretty viral from Dan Go saying, yeah, if you competed one-on-one with each other, winning would winner would only have to win 33 times. It goes down. Round 10, you're down to 8 million from 8 billion. You know, it's a tenth of it. Harvard again, four, two. Oh, my gosh. I wish we could just do a world paper, scissors, rock tournament. It would be the like same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight so billion people quick and easy and you just do it every, everyone does it at, at you know, 10 a.m. every day for like just the month of March. Well, yeah, 33 days. So you'd need two more days. It, it would tip into April for two days. But, sure, um, but that'd be, you know, that's that's the, the special event, the big grand final, the, the granny, the, the, the granny final. What is it called? The granny finny? The granny, the, the granny, the granny channy? Final. Did you say the granny fanny? No, I thought it was a sum shortening for it. The granny, the granny finny. The granny finny. Oh, okay, okay. And never it. mind. Anyway, look. <laughs> Matt's played the granny fanny later on. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, this has not. This segment has not gone how I had planned. All right. If this is the first time you're listening to this segment, it doesn't go like this. He goes, I say a fact, everyone gets their mind blown, we go home. Ideally not. Hit the music, come on, let's go, we're moving on. Haters, man. (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) I don't know if I'll be back tomorrow at this rate. <laughs> Maybe Working we might with you two. We've got to be back tomorrow because tomorrow we are scheduled to finally check in the final chapter in the saga of Heath, Australia's loosest bloke, who is going to be revealing to us live, Matt, the tattoos he's gotten in order to receive a couple of freebies from Matt and Alex. Yes, cannot wait to see <laughs> the monstrosities that he's permanentized on his legs. Or will they be absolute works of art? We cannot wait. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Kanga, f*** you. Hey, little bit of chin music. Whack, whack.